You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Mindful with Megan. I am so grateful to be here. It's 9.30 at night and I feel so peaceful. Like everybody's asleep. My home is quiet. I'm like sitting by a salt lamp and I just feel like the way this podcast episode has come together was like really... I don't know. It was, it's good for me. I feel like really peaceful about it. I feel so present. I feel like God like put it together for me like this so that I could really experience it while I teach you about it. And I'm really grateful for this. So I feel like it's coming through me at the exact right time. And I'm, I'm just excited to talk to you guys. I love talking about this topic. We're talking about being present. We're talking about time. And the reason I love to talk about it is because this has been one of the hardest things for me to understand, but did not have it mastered at all, right? Like I'm very novice, very beginner, obviously, but this is just something I'm starting to touch on in my life. And it's been the thing that's probably caused me the most heartache, the most discontent, the most fear is time. And so I want to talk to you about some new thoughts I'm choosing to think, some new ways I'm choosing to live and be. And I hope that it really helps you guys. So let's dive in. So the first thing we're going to just touch on is the fact that time is relative. So the first time I heard this, I'm like, wait, huh? What are you guys talking about? I didn't really understand it. But what it is, is that everyone experiences time different. I like this, this analogy because I, I would watch it. I would hear this in my yoga classes. Like we would meditate for 10 minutes, right? And one person would be like, oh my gosh, that meditation felt like it took so long. Was that seriously only 10 minutes? And then another person would be like, oh my gosh, that 10 minutes went by so fast. They were both experiencing the same 10 minutes, right? We were both in the same hour of the same day in the same place, but everyone experienced it different. And it's because time is relative. And that's an Einstein, Einstein time, like read about it. It's super interesting and it'll like kind of make your brain dizzy, but it's awesome. So time is relative. It's not an absolute. And what my belief is, take it or leave it, is that time is kind of a human thing. It's kind of an earth thing, this world thing. I don't think it's a God thing. The way that we we talk about and use time on this earth, I think that it makes sense and it's part of this earth, but I don't think it will be part of the next one (laughs) that we go to. And I also think that we can choose to experience time differently, even while we're here, different than those around us, different than the way we were maybe brought up or thought to think about time, we can experience it very differently and we can even experience it in the way that we will when we live in heaven or when we are in the spirit world, right? So let me back up these claims with some <laughs> some facts and some info. So where I got this idea is from one of my favorite mentors from one of my favorite books, C.S. Lewis. He wrote Mere Christianity, wrote the Narnia books. Like, I love him so much. I trust his words deeply. And he's, and also, you guys, the other place I got this is from the Bible, from Matthew, from when he was explaining Jesus's words and teaching Jesus's sermons. So this is from Jesus, but it's also backed up by C.S. Lewis. And I like the way that C.S. Lewis said it because it really like hit me. I was reading the Screwtape Letters, my favorite C.S. Lewis book. Go read it, put it on your list. And What it says is it says, for the present is the moment at which time touches eternity. Of the present moment and of it only, humans have an experience analogous to the experience which God has of reality as a whole. In it alone, hear this, you guys, in it alone, freedom and actuality are offered them. 
So this is one of my all-time favorite favorite quotes because I love that first line and I love the whole thing, but I love the first line, for the present is the point at which time touches eternity. So I think that we experience quote-unquote God time. That's my, my way of saying it is it's God's time when we're present. And I think that present is a buzzword. <laughs> so maybe you're hearing this and you're like, okay, adorable. What does that even mean? How do I be present? What keeps me from being present? I don't even get it. Does that mean I have to go home on a hill for five hours a day? No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all, you guys. Being present is a practice, though. And it takes de-shedding codes and de-shedding like, conditions of our mind and de-shedding, like just letting, not de-shedding, you guys, that's not the right word, shedding, like letting go of, of things we were taught and things that are beliefs and doing things differently. Honestly, being present is very peculiar in today's world. There's not very many people who have practiced this or know how to be present. And it's a gift that will change your life if you apply it and practice it. So I hope I'm like, just like, oh, you guys, it's so pumped, pumps me up. So to me, it's important that we talk about this on a mindfulness podcast, right? Because mindfulness is being conscious and aware. And the place where we become most conscious, most aware is in the present moment. And so we have to start off and we have to talk about what keeps us from the present moment. What makes it so that we don't live in that experience more often? And I, I came up with some ideas for me that I felt like kept me from being present in my life. And the first one I want to talk about is idolizing my ideals. So something that I've experienced is that I, I okay, I'm going to give you an example even. This is going to be good. So I'm sitting in my house right now, so it's like perfect time to talk about it. I have this ideal in my mind. It's like the ideal house situation, right? And I, I see it in my mind. I know what I want my house to feel like. I know what I want it to look like. I have this, this goal or this, this vision in my mind of my house, right? And what happens is, is that goal often becomes our idol, or our God. And I've talked about this in a previous episode, but I think it's really important to talk about because I actually think it's really important to hold our ideals. I think we should have ideals. I think we should strive for a level of excellence in our life. I think that those ideals, those desires, those things in your mind are for a purpose. Your passion is for a purpose. But what happens is, is we have to learn, and Jesus taught this so many times, to bridle our passions. Because when we overdo it, when they become our idols, it takes us out of the present moment and it gives us the exact opposite of what C.S. Lewis said, in it alone, freedom and actuality are offered them. It actually gives you bondage. So we're going to talk more about that on my next podcast episode because I'm going to go deep into idolizing your ideals. But that was one thing that kept me from the present moment. I felt like it would just be better when. When I have this, then, then I'll be okay. But have you noticed that's a trap that never works and that your, your brain is designed to always find problems and it will never be content unless you train it to be content in the current moment? So maybe you're like, it'll just be better when, you know, I get this new car. Oh, it'll just be better when I get out of this relationship. Oh, it'll just be better when I get this new job. No, that is a lie. That is a habit, like that is a trained thing your brain is becoming trained in. You want to release that and we have to learn how to train our brains to be content in this moment. 
And I think the superpower emotion to do that is gratitude. Now, this goes along with my manifesting podcast, right? Because I teach that gratitude and contentment will create more of what you want. That creates actuality and freedom, right? So, oh, it's so good. I love this so much. So I think that when we idolize our ideals, it holds us back from being present. It keeps us out of freedom and it doesn't actually create the ideals that we want to create. The present moment does that because the present is where God hangs out and that's where miracles happen. Okay, so the next thing I think we do is we idolize the future. It's the same thing, right? We say it will be better when. And I'm not even going to go more into that because we were talking about it. The next thing I think that we do that keeps us out of the current moment and the present is we fear the future. We fear what could happen. What if, I think some thoughts happen like this, like uh, what if X, Y, or Z happens? If this doesn't happen how I want it, then blah, 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 right? Or another thought is if this doesn't happen now, then X, Y, Z will happen. And I think we just have to be onto these, these thoughts like, I don't have time. If this doesn't happen right now, then I'm a failure or then I won't be successful or then I'm a loser. Those thoughts are not from God. They're keeping you from God. They're from Satan to distract you from what is truth, which is the present moment where all the freedom lives, right? So ideals, good. Goals, good. The future, so good. All of this is good until we pass this this spot of, like I talked to you guys a couple weeks ago, brahmacharya, that yoga word. It means non-excess. It means when we take our passion and we let it just run wild, like no, like it has to be bridled, right? We have to bridle our passions. And so like our goals, our passions, things we're really fired up about, maybe our dreams, our desires, we have to bridle them in and be present in the moment and, and practice intense gratitude for what's happening now. That is going to be hard for your brain to understand, but that is what is going to create the freedom you're after. That is what's going to create the results you want. That is what's going to create all the good that you're, you're looking towards the future for. You don't have to look to the future. You can experience it right now. And the more you experience it now, the more that it will create. Isn't that amazing? I love it so much. So when it gets out of alignment, when our passions go overboard, it creates misalignment and it feels like crap in your body (laughs) and you don't feel good. So I want you to be on to some of those thoughts. When you have thoughts like, I don't have time, that's bull crap. Like that is fear. That is not faith. We have to focus our attention one way. So I want you to imagine, you guys know I'm like into God, you guys. So I'm gonna talk about God here. And I want you to think like of a line, like there's like a number line almost, and you have God over here and you have the adversary over here, right? On opposite sides. And your attention is supposed to be focused towards God, right? But what happens is, is when our passions get um, bigger than God, then our thoughts are not, or like our our focus doesn't look towards God anymore. It looks towards our passions. And anything that gets us to not look towards God 
is from Satan. And that's what's tricky is we're like, oh, only bad things come from the adversary, right? But I call BS on that. Like, no, anything that gets you not looking towards God, anything that gets you out of focus with God is not from God. <laughs> it is from the adversary and it is to, to steer you away, right? That's, what, that's even the language we use, steer you away. And that's what it does. So I love my favorite, honestly, my favorite verses probably in the whole Bible because I need them more than anything are in Matthew 6. And I'm going to read them to you guys, okay? Which I don't normally do this, but I'm going to because I think that we need to read them. So it says, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So right here, I want you to take a second. When you're serving God, mammon, you're serving yourself. So you can't serve God and yourself at the same time. You're making yourself the master. And that's misaligned. So let's keep going. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on is not life more than meat and body than raiment. Behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? So he's like, don't take any thought of the morrow. <laughs> you guys, like, stop thinking about it. Just live in today. And then he says, why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field for how they grow. They toil not, nor they do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? So he's like, why are you worrying? Big man upstairs is going to take care of you. Why are you even thinking about it? And he says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? What the heck are we going to do? What if it doesn't work? How do I get this thing to happen? I'm so nervous, right? How do I get my goal to happen? He says, don't do that. <laughs> he says, and then it's like in quotes, for after these things do the Gentiles seek. <laughs> Not my people, right? For Heavenly Father knoweth that ye need of these things. But seek ye first God, serve God, eyes towards God, pay attention, wake up, focus, right? He's saying focus on God and take no thought of the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So Jesus' advice is, is pay attention. In those like 10 verses, it says five times, Take no thought. This is like super straightforward advice to pay attention to the least littlest thing. You have to stop thinking about other things. It's so important. So we practice this all day. So when you're, when you're reading a book with your four-year-old, you can't be thinking about all the other things you need to get done. When you go to bed, stop thinking about the credit card you need to pay for, pay, right? Be where you are. Do what you're doing. And then this is the gist of it, right? Jesus is in charge. God's in charge. Take no thought. Just trust me. I'll take care of you. I promise. I'll take care of you. And you're gonna, that's where you're going to get real freedom is in that, that inner trust. So I love this. Can you just tell I'm like fired up? Because I need it. This is why I'm into mindfulness. This is why I'm into yoga is because this isn't natural for me. I struggle with this. One of my faults is that I sometimes like lack contentment. I'm always like looking forward. What's next? What's next? I think it's one of my good things, but it, it's a passion that gets overused, right? I'm ambitious. I'm forward focused. I'm a, a go-getter. 
And that's really good. I I really believe I was made like that for a purpose because I'm like the type of person who has a freaking podcast and as a mom and homeschools and like I do things. I love to do things. But I think my work is to learn how to just be too, how to take no thought and not stress and just do the things today and then let the consequences follow, right? So here are some thoughts that serve me and help me get into the present moment. The first one is I have time because I think for me, like I, I have a constant running thought of like, I don't have time. And then I start running around like a crazy person with my head cut off and it, I'm not served in any way by that thought. So I have plenty of time. I have plenty of time to do things that are meant to be get done today. When I really believe that, it is miraculous because everything gets done. And I could tell you the science behind everything gets done, but I also believe that there's a lot of like spirit happening there. The other thing that the thought that helps me get into the present moment is I'm exactly where I need to be. This one, oh, like, oh, I'm going to tell you guys a little story. I was very fearful about like two months ago or something like that. I was struggling. I felt so out of alignment. I didn't feel like myself. I was like, well, I just didn't feel good. And I went to a yoga class and it was my sister-in-law, Amanda. I love you if you're listening to this. And she the first words that came out of her mouth and I started to cry in a yoga class (laughs) is you're exactly where you need to be. And immediately it just like took me into that, like to my soul, into my spirit, took me deep into that present moment. Just that thought over and over again, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. There's nowhere else I'm supposed to be right now, but right here. And when I truly am right here, everything happens the exact way it's supposed to. Satan will do anything to keep you out of the present moment because the present moment is the time, it's God's time. That's when God can talk to you. So one of my favorite quotes is by Enzio, I think, F. Enzio Boucher. He's one of my favorite speakers and authors and writers and philosophers. And he said, "Avoid at all costs, avoid rush and haste for divine light develops in places of peace and quiet. So if you're like me, you've gone to church your whole life and they're like, be reverent, be still, be calm and be quiet. Like that was, that was kind of what I was taught. And I always was like, oh my gosh, they're trying to hush us all all the time. But that's not true. I think what, what we're trying to learn is really like that inner stillness is where God can, can come and be with you. And when you're constantly moving, he can't come be, right? Like being before doing. So let's talk about some distractions that keep us out of the present moment. Ayo, phone. That's why I got off social media, okay? Because my phone was keeping me out of the present moment. It felt so misaligned because I know what it is like to be present and I wasn't. And so your phone, um, I want to challenge you guys. Like this has been so monumental and life-changing for me. I grew up with a phone. I got a phone when I was 11. I think I was like one of the first kids to get a phone. So I know what it's like to always have a phone and I'm we're really one of the first generation to experience that. And it freaking screws you up. It is not normal, you guys, to never be bored. Like boredom isn't a problem. It's really good. From boredom comes creativity. From boredom comes light and knowledge and information from God and my beliefs. So it's okay to be bored. I feel like I should throw this in. When I got off social media the first week about like I kept having this like, ugh, like that pool to like want to go get on there and scroll. I don't know why, because it's addictive. That's why. And I, I told myself this thought, like, think about like when you, you have your kids like get off a screen or transition in some way, 
there's always like a little bit of resistance, right? Like you're like, hey, it's time to be done. And they're like, oh, and there's like that little like, but I want it. And then they're bored for like 10 minutes and then they go and they play and they're fine. And so I kept telling myself that. I'm like, no, this is just that short 10 minute period of time where I want to get on my phone, but I'm not going to, and I'm going to feel uncomfortable. And then I'm going to feel better for it, right? And so I just let myself have that uncomfortable moment right there where I'm like, oh, this is just the time where, where there's some resistance happening. So yeah, you guys, like your phone, it's a distraction from the present moment. It just is. It's a tool, but just like anything, like bridle it, right? So I just want to challenge you guys like to get really honest with yourself because I think most people are not honest with themselves. I think I haven't been honest with myself for a long time until recently about my phone. But I want to invite you to get honest. Like if you're scrolling like more than like, I don't know, 15 minutes a day, like that's intent. Like that's a lot. That's, it's a lot. <laughs> so just get honest with yourself. And if, if it's hard for you, like take a break. Practice presence. It's worth it. It's worth the discipline. It's worth letting go of that part of your life. It's not that important. You will feel better on the other side. Okay, continuing forward. Another distraction, I think, is goals, <laughs> like we talked about. I think they can become a distraction. I think laziness is a distraction from the present moment. Sometimes we don't want to get present. And so we go do anything else to distract ourselves, right? Like um, maybe lay on the couch and scroll, maybe go and eat, just anything to keep us out of the present moment because it's hard to get there. It feels a little bit difficult to get there sometimes. So I want you to just think like what for you is distracting you from getting present? And I do want to say this too. I think this is an important part of this conversation. I know a lot of you guys are moms and you're like, this is adorable, but like, I can't be present with my kids and I, or I can't be present like that. Like I'm, I can't just be still and like, hear God, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, you guys, you don't understand. Presence is something you can practice all day. Even when you're with people, even when you're working, when you're doing, you can be present while doing. It's an inner stillness that I'm talking about. It's like the deep breaths. It's that I'm just really all here right now. I know a lot of you struggle with anxiety. I, that is me. (laughs) That is my nemesis in life. It comes from a lack of faith. It is fear. It's the opposite of faith, right? (laughs) It comes from a lack of faith and it's okay, but it's fear of the future. And so I want to just really challenge you. If you you struggle with this, it, it can be freaking hell, right? It's the worst. It can be so horrible. I want to invite you to get really present with your anxiety. This is hard. (laughs) But when you start to feel anxious, I want you to get present with it. Stop trying to run from it. Stop trying to run from everything in your life. Rush to the next feeling even. Just get present with that that anxiety. You know, today I'm feeling anxiety. Right now I feel anxiety. I'm doing anxiety. And I want you to watch the anxiety dissipate when you do that. It is so amazing. The present moment is truly the time that touches eternity. It's so cool. So you guys, this is my belief. God doesn't come and go. It's what our, it's our attention that does. So can we get disciplined? Can we focus our attention? Can we serve one master? Can we get really present? I think we can practice serving one master all day. You can't serve two things. So you can't, you can't be present in the present moment and thinking about the future at the same time. It's just, it's out of alignment. You can't be, and it's a, it's a bigger question. You can't be focused on God and focused on 
the future not working out at the same time. So where does your attention go? That's a question that I'm I'm pre- presently paying attention to a lot in my life. So I love the practice of meditation because meditation actually translates from Sanskrit to English just simply to mean to ponder on the spiritual or to be with the spiritual, right? So I want to challenge you guys to have a meditation practice of some sort. And I don't even, like, this is what people don't, like, okay, but like, what do I do? And I'm like, no, 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 it's not about doing, it's about being. So I just want you to be. Like, so you can rock in a rocking chair and look at the porch. You can look at the stars, like that's meditation. Go on a walk and just be on your walk. That's meditation. That is the time which God can like really touch down and fill you. You felt it in nature, like, right? Like you felt this feeling when you get really present and like the the spirit washes over you or the chills wash over you, whatever. And, and you just feel so at ease and peaceful. That's where we want to get as much as we can. And you can, even when you're cleaning your house, you can, even when you're working on your business, you can, even when you're watching your kids, even when you're playing, you can be present and you do this by redirecting your focus back to God, back to faith, back to trust, back to gratitude, back to good emotions, back to what is aligned in this moment, right? I like this. I I read this from like some guy wrote it. I honestly don't know. I can't remember his name, but it was really good. It says, Jesus also has something more in mind. Verse 25 goes on to specify what he means by life. Take no thought for your life, Jesus says, amounts to taking no thought for what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet what you should put in your body. This is what he says. Shouldn't we take thought for these things? No. This is frank imperative. Feed and clothe yourself by feeding and clothing yourself, not by thinking about feeding and clothing yourself. And I had this thought, and it came to me this earlier today, like what if we just like the, the ideas that come to us, we just did them. And we didn't think about them. We didn't analyze them so much. We just did it. I love it. I'm going to practice it. For the morrow shall take care of itself. So you don't need to worry about tomorrow. Take care of today. What can you do today to get you towards your goal? Don't worry about tomorrow. Just enjoy today. Be grateful for today and track along on your way. So I love it. All that time, God's like, Jesus is like, yo, take no thought. Take no thought. Take no thought. And why are we always in our thoughts, right? So why do we do the exact opposite? We're always in our thoughts instead of in our bodies feeling and being, right? Instead, we're in our thoughts. We're in our minds. Our mind becomes our God. And the one word is control. The reason we do this is because we want more control. And we, when we have control, guess who becomes the master? Us. We put our will over the will of the Father, of God, of our heavenly parents, right? But remember, no man can serve two masters. So are you your master? Is your mind your master? Or is God your master? We have to let it go. We have to trust. This doesn't mean being apathetic. This doesn't mean doing nothing, but just trusting and letting it be. And doing in the present moment, like getting up and doing the things that will get us to our ideals not fussing over when and how and and all of those things. Stop trying to control everything. Stop overanalyzing and trying to control, control, control. That comes from a state of fear and lack. This is consciousness, you guys. This is true consciousness. And this is a freaking practice that is takes 
a lot of diligence and a lot of effort. And I'm, I'm still so practicing this. But I think the more present we can get, the more likely we are to feel God and truly see God in our life. This is what I want to invite you guys to do at the end of this podcast. I want to invite you guys to practice faith, practice trust. I want you to have a meditation practice. I want you to do the harrowing work to let go of your gods. Not easy. Horrible, hard work. I've been in it. Letting go of my gods, like my phone, like my my desires that take over sometimes, like my my urge to have my house perfectly put together. I have to let them go and I have to feed the spirit. I have to focus my attention on the true master. The last thing I want to tell you guys is I truly know this, that the present moment is what offers you the most freedom. You're grasping towards that ideal. You're grasping for the future to look a certain way because you think it's going to give you freedom that you don't currently have. And what I think is that if you would just get grateful and get into the present moment right now, you would feel that freedom you're longing for. You can have it right now. And that is the gift of like the gospel of Jesus Christ is you can have it right now. You don't have to wait. You don't have to get through this. You can just experience it by getting deeply present today. God is omnipresent, always present, right? God is the great I am. Like think about those words, the path to presence, though you guys can be harrowing. It requires you to let go of yourself as master. It requires letting go of other gods. It requires you yoking yourself with the one and only God. It requires repentance. It requires slowing down. It requires breathing deeply. It requires letting go of your fears. It requires deep and intentional devotion, worship, and attention, and you can do it. But it's going to take work, and it's a lifetime thing, I think, but I think you can do it. I think we can all do it. And honestly, you guys have to give yourself so much grace because you're humans, and we're all humans, and it doesn't just come. But I think the more we practice it, the more just God we're going to see in our lives. So Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked it, please share it with your friends. I love talking about theology. I love talking about Christianity and how it relates with Eastern religion. And I love talking to you guys about mindfulness and yoga and meditation. And I love just yoking it and bringing it all together. And I love being here with you guys. So thank you for always listening. If you feel so inclined, I would be so grateful if you shared this with a friend that maybe needs it. So thanks for being here, you guys. We'll see you next time.